Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. There's so much despair in our world today. Depression at an all-time high. We're the most drugged generation in the history of the world. Suicide rates are at alarmingly high. And there's a reason for that. Because uh, circumstances are difficult. Uh, life is full of challenges. And frankly, without the Lord, there is no lasting hope. I, I'm testifying before we get into our study today. I don't know how people make it without the Lord, without knowing he's with them, without knowing that there's more than just what this world has to offer, the best that we can do. And there's a, an amazing contrast uh, in Acts chapter number 27 between Paul's countenance and Paul's spirit and the countenance and spirit of all the other people that were on this ship with him. Remember, they're all in the same storm. They're all in the same circumstance. People say, we're all in this together. Yes, we're all in a mess. The world's in a mess. Uh, nations are in a mess. Economies are in a mess. Uh, political uh, situations are in a mess. We're all in this mess. And yet, I want you to know, there is a, a striking difference between those whose hope is in this world and those whose hope is in the next. There's a, there's a, a tremendous distinction uh, demonstrated in the closing verses of Acts chapter 27 between those whose confidence is in the best that man can do and those whose confidence is in the Lord alone. Now let's read the closing verses of Acts 27, beginning in verse 37. The Bible says, And we were all in the ship, 200, threescore, and 16 souls. Now remember that little word, all, because it's going to be very important at the end of our study. All. We're all in the ship. And if you look at the number here, there are 276 people. That's a lot of people on board this ship. So you've got Paul and fellow prisoners and soldiers, and uh, you have other people perhaps taking passage, but 276 souls. And the word here, a word that's used by mariners frequently, how many souls are on board, I think is very important because it's a reminder that we are living souls. We're more than just bodies, and we're more than just jobs and, and circumstances. We are eternal souls. Aren't you glad God cares for souls? 276 souls. Verse 38, And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. So notice a couple of things. First of all, they have their last meal. That sounds pretty hopeless. They're, they're going to throw all the food away. So they eat as much as they can. Uh, they, they try to store up, if they can, some strength. Uh, it's like somebody on death row having a last meal. And uh, Notice, they did everything humanly they knew to do. They cast out all the wheat into the sea. Uh, verse 39, And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into which they were minded, if it were possible, to thrust in the ship. So they come up with some plan. Here is uh, the best that human intellect and human ingenuity can accomplish. So we're going to think this through. We're going to try to reason it out. We're going to try to get a, a logical plan. 
Verse number 40, and when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea. Now stop there just a minute because the sea is treacherous. The sea is tempestuous. Uh, For these 14 days now, they've been tossed to and fro. All through Scripture, the sea is always representative of the changeableness uh, in our world. And uh, the Bible says, the wicked, like the troubled sea that cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. So I want to get to the revelation. There is no more sea. The Lord is going to give a pure river of water of life, pure as crystal flowing out of the throne, uh, because he's going to take away all of the, the undercurrent, if you will, that we've been accustomed to in this world. They're committing themselves to the sea. Now that sounds almost hopeless, doesn't it? And they loosed the rudder bands and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made toward the shore. Try to use a little sanctified imagination. Put yourself on that boat for a moment. The ship is now being thrust quickly towards the shoreline, towards the rocks. I mean, they're on a collision course, and they're just hoping for the best. Someone would say, hoping against hope. (laughs) Look, friend, aren't you glad You don't have to commit yourself to the sea today. You don't have to commit yourself to the circumstances. You don't have to commit yourself to the best you can think through or work out. You can commit yourself to God. You see, there was one man of these 276 who was still resting, and that was the Apostle Paul who said, The Lord has stood by me. The Lord said, Be of good cheer. I believe God. It's going to be just like it was told me. The Lord has this under control. Verse 41, and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart struck fast, stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. Can you see this awful shipwreck? Uh, The ship is literally breaking in half. Now think of this. They've done the best they could. They did all they knew to do. Uh, You see human effort and human intelligence stretched to its limit, to its breaking point. Uh, Hope stretched to its breaking point. Verse 42, And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass. I love that expression. It always comes to pass. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Would you mark that little phrase in verse 44, all safe? Sometimes we'll send a message back after a flight, after a journey. We arrive safe or all safe. And uh, when you get that kind of message from your loved ones, you, you breathe a little easier, you rest a little easier, they're all safe. Oh, what a tender expression. They all made it safe to land. Do you see how the providence and protection of God, God kept them from killing Paul and kept them from killing everybody else, all the other prisoners? This is the Lord. This is God's mercy. This is not just the centurion's kindness. This is God's mercy. God always takes care of his own. And friend, I know the storm may be violent today. Circumstances may be less than desirable The world situation may be upside down. But I'm going to tell you, very soon we're going to stand on the other side. We're going to stand on the shore of eternity, and we're going to rejoice. We all made it safe. (laughs) We, We all came through. Look, you're not going into the valley of the shadow of death. You're coming through the valley of the shadow of death. You're going to come out on the other side. Matter of fact, we'll pick up in our next study in chapter 28. And the first phrase says, And when they were escaped... 
Friend, God always makes a way. I've connected in my thinking what Paul said back in verse number 22. Be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. He said the ship will be lost, but not one of you will be lost. What a thing to say in the middle of a storm. What a thing to say on the verge of shipwreck. And yet, guess what happened? Exactly what God said. Not because Paul said it. God said it, and Paul believed it and repeated it. I'm not asking you today to give a good speech, to get your chin up, to try harder, to be courageous. I'm asking you today to lay hold on what God has said, believe it, and pass it on to somebody else. All safe on the other side. Father, I pray today that you will keep and protect your own. I pray today that even the storms will drive us nearer to you, into your haven of peace. And I pray, Lord, when we stand on the other side of the storm, we stand on the other side of eternity, all safe. We shall rejoice and give you praise and glory because you are God even in the midst of the storm. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ. Christ.